0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time, time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. what is up
1: everybody welcome to another episode of 49ers web zone no huddle podcast on the odyssey network i am brian Rennick, and my uh my co-hosts are not with me today uh al is is on assignment he's on vacation and uh, zane is caught up at work and so i am very excited to have of niners nation mr jason aponte back on the show jason how's it going bud
2: uh thank you for having me Brian. Never a dull moment and I love that that's the the title of this show. Never a dull moment in 49ers land or with the 49ers quarterbacks and I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to speak about.
1: For sure. I honestly I'm like how do other how do other content creators of other teams like do it in the off season cuz this this 49ers gig is like there's just always something. Just always. And it feels like it's been that way for a really long time now, like we're talking prior to Shanahan, you know, all the stuff with with Chip Kelly, all the stuff with with Harbaugh, like it's just it's never a dull moment in 49 land and specifically never a dull moment with 49er QBs, which leads us into the big news currently in 49er land. It is uh, Wednesday, February 22nd. Today was the day that Brock Purdy was supposed to have his surgery down in Texas to repair that UCL tear and his throwing elbow. And it came out yesterday that the surgeon suggested to Purdy and his team that they wait until early March because there's still a little bit too much inflammation in the elbow. And so now who knows, right? Like we have no idea, but I feel like, and, and, and I'm interested to see what you think this feels like, a foregone conclusion now that Trey Lance will be QB one through at least the first handful of games of the regular season, if not longer, depending on how he does. Do you, do you agree with that?
2: I do. And, and what a situation for the 49ers to find themselves in the guy that you invested a ton of draft capital in is the guy that you're forced to play now. Shocker. Un- un- unbelievable. situation. Unbelievable. For the and it, it's, just, it's just funny to me that a lot of people ran with this hyper optimistic timeline of we live in a perfect world. Everything's going to be fine. I would think that 49er fans would be a little bit more adjusted to the perfect world scenario to understand that at, it never is a perfect world at this point. So that, that was always my thing is while we were talking, everyone said, OK, February 22nd is when he's going to get his his. Surgery. Well, Mm -hmm. that means August 22nd, which is putting him on track for the third preseason game, which means he misses all of training camp that entire way. Um, And then you would automatically hand this thing off to him, barring no setbacks. It just felt like a, a timeline that obviously wasn't going to be met at this point. So, you know, when you think about the 49ers and their timelines that are given for injuries, no matter the position, it very rarely is best case scenario. So. You know, this is a life mantra. It should be the 49ers mantra. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And I think the 49ers are going to have to do that now.
1: Yeah. You know, it was always, you know, and I think people, you know, they hear six months, right? And they're like, so he's not even going to be able to throw for six months. It's like, well, no, he can start throwing after three and then kind of ramp up from there. But, but even if, even if he starts throwing May 22nd, right? And you ramp up, you're still talking about missing OTAs and then more li- more likely than not missing training camp or not participating fully in training camp. And so, you know, I I well, I would say Zane dubbed me the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train. Um I was at I was at that Dolphins game uh when mm-hmm. Purdy came in and and it was it was incredible. Like just the the atmosphere um and really looking at what Brock Purdy did once he once he was inserted into this offense and you, you can't deny what this offense looked like once Purdy went in. And so I think for, I think for a lot of fans and and myself included, Al included, right. You know, we really, we really focused on, well, look at the amount of points that they're scoring with Brock Purdy versus even Jimmy Garoppolo prior to his injury, right. Garoppolo was still, the, at the helm of this offense that had Christian McCaffrey, that had Debo Samuel, that had George Kittle, right? And Brock Purdy comes in, and outside of the Seattle game, which was a Thursday night, you know, with with the rib injury, and then outside of that that divisional round game with the Cowboys, they were scoring 30-plus points a game. And we haven't seen that in San Francisco in a long time. So it's like, well, yeah, obviously, like, he has established himself but I also think if you take a step back and you kind of look at his performances, you know, I know uh, Matt Miyoko had Greg Cassell on uh 49ers talk. And one of the things that Cassell said was towards the end of the season, like he started leaving a lot of plays on the field. Um, there was a lot left on the bone, if you will, even though they were scoring at an, at an impressive clip. And it almost felt like he started to regress a little bit as the season progressed, which to a certain extent makes sense. And so there's a part of me that that really was questioning, like, is, is this the right move? Right. Everybody had crowned him QB one, everybody had crowned him, you know, that he had, he had taken over for Trey and, and even teammates, right. Teammates speak glowingly of, of him, but there's a part of me that feels like maybe this is best case scenario. Maybe that was an incredible story. Right. And it was, but is Brock Purdy the guy that's going to get you over the hump and get that Super Bowl title that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't, right? Because Brock Purdy is Jimmy Garoppolo with a little bit more athleticism and escapability and took care of the ball better. But outside of that, you know, physically speaking, you know, he's, in, he's an average at best quarterback. How, are you, how do you feel? Do you feel more encouraged thinking that Trey is going to get this opportunity? Or do you feel like maybe it is a little bit scary seeing how Brock really, really ran this offense? I do think that this is a best-case scenario
2: in terms of evaluating what you have at this point. And for people who have written off Trey Lance for a certain amount of starts, to be able to crown somebody after a certain amount of starts feels hypocritical. And (laughs) at this point, right now, all we should be doing is gathering information, right? We do have a ton of information on Brock Purdy, which shows that he's operated this offense to a point that I don't think we've seen in a long time. I mean, I, I, when you when you surround someone who has been as sound with the ball and they're they're filled with playmakers at every single position, right? Brock is obviously giving you more of an upside than Jimmy Garoppolo will because, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't take the deep shots. Brock would. Whether the ball gets there on time, it's fine. Brock's still looking for those and those turnover worthy plays. They're not necessarily there because a dropped interception is an incompletion in anybody's book. But when you look at what the 49ers should be doing right now, you are trying to figure out what exactly you have in both of these guys no matter what a guy does in camp or preseason doesn't necessarily translate to the regular season what a guy does in the regular season in eight games doesn't necessarily translate to a gold jacket and 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 I think 49ers fans if anybody should know this better than anybody it should be 49ers fans let's think about it Jimmy Garoppolo after 5 games gets a bag and gets the highest contract a quarterback has ever gotten right Colin Kaepernick for a while looked like the guy. The 49ers fan base has been waiting for their guy since Steve Young. Yeah. This is all gathering information at this point. So now what you have is, in all likelihood, Trey Lance is going to be available for OTAs, mini camp, training camp, the entire preseason. He's going to get his chance again in the regular season. Best case scenario is Trey Lance makes the jump that you all want him to make and makes this decision to turn it right back over to Brock Purdy as hard as possible because of the jumps that you've seen. So yes, it's doom and gloom because you are in another offseason in which you don't know who the guy is or what you're going to be doing with your quarterback position again. But the optimistic way to look at it is you are about to find out One way or another, what you have in Trey Lance, who you have invested so much into, and push push has come to shove now at this point, bring in a vet, let Trey Lance do his thing. I think this is best case scenario in terms of evaluating what you have.
1: Yeah. You know, I was, I've, I've been thinking a lot about this. Cause like I said, I, I was a Brock Purdy fan still am like, I love him as a kid. Um, You know, I think his, his best assets are, are between between the ears. That really is what I think has separated him from at, at least from Trey so far. Right. is just the experience, right. He, he started four years in a power five conference and Trey Lance started one season in a, you
0: know, a, an, uh, what FCS FPS. school. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. Um, and that was
1: that was almost four years ago now. So, I mean, there is that, you know, there is that aspect to it. But you think about the the progression that Kyle Shanahan has had when it comes to quarterbacks, right? He makes it to the Super Bowl after the 2019 season with Jimmy Garoppolo. And they come up short and a, a lot of why they came up short is Garoppolo's performance in the fourth quarter. Is it all Jimmy Garoppolo's fault? hundred percent. No. And if anybody tries to hang it hundred percent on him, then I, I, your opinion is not one that I, I think is is valid. Yeah. Um, it does. Is he a factor? A hundred percent. Right. And so Shanahan goes, man, maybe he's not it. And, and then he flirts with Tom Brady and then decides, nah, we're going to stick with, with, with Jimmy. And then 2020 happens. And for the second season out of three, Garoppolo is lost for the majority of the season. And Shanahan is livid, right? And he, at that point, thinks, what can we do to to fix this? And he wants Deshaun Watson. And then Deshaun Watson does what Deshaun Watson does. And then he wants Matthew Stafford. And Stafford ends up going to L.A., and then he says, all right, well, then we're going to go in the draft. And there is a player in that draft that very much was in the mold of a Brock Purdy, and that was Mac Jones. Ooh. And and Mac Jones was available. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Shanahan still went with Trey Lance. And I think Kyle Shanahan went with Trey Lance after getting his ass kicked by Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And then getting his ass kicked by Josh Allen on national TV in 2020 Mm -hmm. and saying, I want one of those dudes. Like I'm Mm -hmm. tired of, I'm tired of, of, of just being content with a system quarterback who can run my system. Right. I want a guy and Shanahan said this. I want a guy who can, if I, if I call in the wrong play, I want a guy that can, that can save me from that. Right. Mm -hmm. And Brock has a little bit of that in his game. He's got some escapability. He's got some he second does. reaction plays.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But he doesn't have the same level of le- of athleticism that Lance has and nor anywhere near the arm, right? And so to me, I almost feel like this injury to Brock Purdy saves Kyle Shanahan from himself because I know that Kyle Shanahan Was over the moon with Purdy's performance. And I honestly think, if all things considered, if Purdy doesn't get injured, I don't think it's a question in Shanahan's mind who his QB1 is moving forward. 100%. But does that still keep him in the same exact place he was with Jimmy Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. except now just a little like a step above, right? Like Mm -hmm. you were here and now you're here. Whereas if you've developed Trey Lance, you're here, and now you're here, right? You're with the guys. You're with the Patrick Mahomeses. You're with the Josh Allens. You're, you know, you're with the guys that can can put the team on their back and and win you a game. I don't know that Brock Purdy can do that, and so the, the, that's the interesting thing to me is does this, like I said, does this save Kyle Shanahan from himself? Well. I do think
2: that there is a discussion about floor and ceiling. And I do think that obviously Brock Purdy's floor is higher than Trey Lance's floor, but significantly much higher. Right. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what you're really willing to look for, you know, at this point. I do 100% agree with their sentiment of Brock Purdy's performance, almost feeling like Kyle, Kyle got his Kirk Cousins to his Robert Griffin sure. the 3rd, right? Like it almost yeah. it almost feels like that.
1: That's a great when, yeah, that's a great point, great analogy.
2: And when you look at your and when you look at the performance and how many points, you know, we talked about it, who can argue that? But when you look at what we just watched in this Super Bowl. Let's just take this Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts had two years in which people said, I don't know how you can stick with this kid. And the Eagles, while they had a so-called franchise quarterback within Carson Wentz, drafted Jalen Hurts and they let it play out. Jalen Hurts has hurdled himself into, I don't know, heard hurdles. All right, yeah. Hurdled himself into a conversation. Yeah, thrust himself into a conversation of being in the top five, right? And when you look at Patrick Mahomes, well, you know he is what he is. But I do want to point to one particular play in the Super Bowl because you talked about, I need a quarterback who can save me when things are wrong. Mm-hmm. So the second touchdown in which Sky Moore scored a touchdown, he, if you notice, he waves Kadarius Tony from the right side, and Kadarius Tony tells him, "No, that I'm I'm not in motion," and then he just turns the other way and he calls sky Moore, and guess what happens touchdown so you do need a guy who can be like again kyle shanahan spoke about i want a guy with a mind like breeze and who can run like lamar jackson well when you find that guy who that is (laughs) let me know so the 49ers can go out there and scout him yeah but i do think that that is a sentiment towards the higher ceiling quarterback but Mm -hmm. You have to really mitigate your risk when you come to how you build this roster, build this team that is built to win right now in terms of how do you develop and win games. And I do think my biggest criticism of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and this organization, who have done an incredible job of building a top three roster in the NFL, did miss the mark in terms of how much Trey Lance needed in terms of development while trying to balance a win-now roster. And I don't like this situation for Trey. I think that they miscalculated what they could do, and it kind of, these last two years, played out the way that it did. You never, you're never never excited about an injury, but... If Trey Lance plays the entire year, you probably don't win as many games and don't make it as far as you do this past year. At the same time, I wish Trey Lance was afforded the time to develop and the time and the games to be able to get his feet under him, to reach his ceiling, because I don't think it's fair to put that on anybody. If we were going through the draft process and you went through the first year, You would say Matt Jones clears everybody. Nobody else is worth anything, right? Trevor Lawrence looked bad. Justin Fields looked bad. Zach Wilson looked bad. Trey Lance didn't even play. But here we are after that year. Matt Jones is kind of settling into where he is. Trevor Lawrence looks like that guy because guess what? He got good coaching and he has a bunch of people. Um, Zach Wilson has completely become a person where nobody wants anything. And Justin Fields at least flashed some of that athletic ability that you've seen when you move the offense towards him. I just don't think Trey Lance has been afforded those same sort of chances that those guys have. And I feel bad for him. Good or bad. Better or worse. Don't know what he will be. Hope that he will be this. I just don't think he didn't get the chances that those guys got. That's my biggest issue with the way that the 49ers went about this.
1: it, It feels like they underestimated what it would take for him to develop. It's like they thought, hey, listen, the Patrick Mahomes plan, like, game time. We'll do that, right? We'll sit him. We'll sit him for a year behind, you know, a vet that, that, you know, is, is, is good and and can be great, but is mainly good and and sometimes terrible, right? Um, Right. Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith, who was just steady. He was just a pro. He was a pros pro loved Alex Smith, loved him to death. Jimmy Garoppolo pros pro, you know, good. And, and with Kyle Shanahan, when he's, healthy bordering on great, but the health part was the biggest issue. You're right. They, they tried to, they tried to develop a a quarterback with a win now roster without thinking that what he needed to develop was reps, game reps specifically, not, not scout team reps, not, not training camp reps, but actual game reps. And so, we're we're still there, right? We're going into year three. That's still what he needs because he didn't get it in year one or two. Now, granted, year two, that's an unfortunate circumstance. You can't forecast that, but it is what it is. And so you're right. It that's the frustrating part. And and as a fan, I think for a lot of fans, it scares them to death because they don't know what they have in Trey Lance. But here's the one thing that I will say that that I'm like, and it kind of it, it kind of goes into another question I wanted to ask you.